This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm David Marsland, and this is The Leader. London is no stranger to the alfresco dining experience. These were streets near Borough Market in August last year, the last time lockdown restrictions were eased enough to let it happen. Next week, it'll become legal again, but will the people turn out in big enough numbers to save the restaurant industry? It appears yes. Evening standards, Jonathan Prince with me. Jonathan, there's at least one restaurant group that can barely keep up with the bookings. Yeah, that's right, David. I think they've been astonished actually by the incredible enthusiasm with which Londoners are preparing to rush back to to dining and drinking. Cast your mind back to July last year when hospitality opened up after the first lockdown. There was initially a little bit of hesitation. People weren't quite sure whether it was safe to go back. Um, It was only really when Rishi Sunak started dangling uh, discounts in front of them in August that restaurants really started to fill up again. This time, it's a very different story. There seems to be uh, absolutely enormous pent-up demand that is going to take months and months and months to work its way through. And as you say, this particular company, uh, Incipio Group, which run run some big venues with with large um, alfresco open-air spaces on rooftops and so on. They they claim they've got 300,000 people already booked in from April the 12th. Uh, And if anything, the rate of bookings is is accelerating. Yeah, so they're booked up at weekends almost up until September now, aren't they, Jonathan? What is the difference between this time and like you mentioned when the government had to kind of you know coax people out of their houses last august i i, I think it's just that it's, it's partly a factor of the sheer length of time we've been cooped up i mean uh, if you you know if you cast your mind back to the autumn I mean, it wasn't long after eat out to help out finished in september that great sort of flurry of restrictions started to come in it made it very difficult there was a, a rule of six there was a, a curfew uh, there was no household mixing. There was another lockdown in November. We missed out on Christmas in London. And then we got the the, the full uh, third lockdown in January. So, I, I mean, really, it's been it's been half a year since people have been able to get out properly and, and see their friends over a glass of wine or, you know, plate of um, 
spag ball or whatever. Uh, and I think people are just really, really desperate. It's also been a, a long, dark winter. And uh, I think there is, and, and I guess vaccination as well makes, maybe makes people feel a little bit safer than they did in back in July last year. But there's no question about it. There's a staggering demand for, for fun, basically, that's going to be hard to, fulfill <laughs> over the next few months spag ball does taste better when it's served up outside doesn't it i think what's in- <laughs> what's interesting about this though is that incipio group is now confident enough that it's going to push ahead with more restaurant openings and this is coming at a time when we were kind of worried that all the restaurants are going to close yeah it's very interesting actually i've, I've been very struck by the number of uh emails coming into my inbox in the last few days flagging up um, openings later in the year. And that does suggest to me that there is a confidence that this won't be just a flash in the pan, that people have money to spend and they have the inclination to go out. Uh, and that will support new restaurants replacing the, the, those that have uh, fallen by the wayside very sadly over the course of the pandemic and, and all its lockdowns and restrictions and so on. And London, London is that kind of place, and it always has been. It's got an incredible capacity for regeneration. Rents are probably more attractive than they were um, during the boom times before the pandemic. It does allow players to come in and scoop up unoccupied premises, push ahead with their plans, and um, you know, onwards and upwards. So, Jonathan, you might struggle to get a Saturday night booking at somewhere like Lost in Brixton, which is owned by Incipio. Are there other alfresco venues out there? Is London ready for what is clearly going to be quite a big demand? Yeah, it is. And, I mean, unfortunately, London has never really punched its weight in terms of an alfresco city, as we all know, and the frustration of, uh, trying to get get a table outside, um, you know, we tend to have narrower pavements. Councils are, are fairly reluctant to um, uh, agree to applications for for more outdoor tables and, and seating. I, I mean, I have to say, this time, the councils in central London, in particular, and the big landowners are are being a lot more flexible. Um, we reported just yesterday that Grosvenor, which is one of the biggest landowners in central London are laying on an extra 800 seats um, in and and uh, allowing road closures in in the parts of Mayfair and Belgravia that that they own. Uh, Capco, which is probably the dominant landlord in Covent Garden, they've got um they've got uh, I think they've got seven roads they're going to close as well as the Piazza. There'll be hundreds and hundreds of tables and chairs out there we already know about Westminster and their plans to close off much of Soho and some other parts of the West End to traffic during the evening so that tables and chairs can be laid out like they were um, last summer and that will go on really all the way through to the autumn uh, and Kensington and Chelsea equally they've, they've got plans to do the same so right across central London there will be thousands and thousands of extra places to sit down uh, and and eat or drink with your friends. We just need the weather to cooperate, which is which is looking a harder nut to crack at the moment.
The Evening Standard's running a series of features and interviews ahead of the big unlocking. Go to standard.co.uk for articles on the hottest tickets to buy this summer and road trips to take from London. We'll have a few suggestions on this podcast throughout next week too. Hit the follow button to make sure you don't miss out and we'll see you tomorrow at 4pm. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.